It's been about 29 or 30 hours since I recorded my last episode. Of those 25 hours, maybe 26 now, I turned the circuit breaker off for my entire apartment. It's actually still off now. I'm running my laptop off the battery power. I did my experiment of going for at least 24 hours without any power. I'm going to share what I did, then some of the notes, almost unprepared. I made a few notes of the top things that came to mind over it. I mean, the biggest thing was that it was less of a big deal than I expected. I think that's partly because my refrigerator's off and I didn't have to worry about food going bad. I don't have a whole lot of power that I'm using anyway. Nonetheless, there were some interesting things that occurred to me and hit me as I was doing this. So first, what did I do? Just after turning off the power, I was originally going to go to the farmer's market to drop off my compost, meet a friend, and we're going to go bike riding. As it turns out, just yesterday morning, I heard that Catherine Garcia, who has been a podcast guest, I think we had a pretty good rapport, The New York Times has endorsed her as the mayoral candidate for New York City. So she's kind of big right now in New York City. She's a former commissioner of sanitation. She was speaking at Washington Square Park briefly. I went there, saw her speak. No power used. It was a neighborhood sort of thing. Then I went to the farmer's market, dropped off my compost, met my friend. Oh, I bought some oregano. You might know that my plants, I keep getting these spider mites. And oregano seems to grow despite the spider mites. So I bought that. Oh, and when I bought it, it was in these containers, these plastic containers. So I asked them, can you use this container? And I brought my own containers with me. And yeah, they were like, fine, no problem. Actually, we prefer, we like to reuse the containers. So they took the container that the oregano grew in, put that in the dirt in mine, kept it for themselves. I took it back home. Then my friend and I, uh, we had a bike to eat. And then we got on our bikes, or she got on the, um, I got on my bike. She got on the city bike. We rode across the Manhattan Bridge through Dumbo down to the Brooklyn Bridge Park, which is stunningly beautiful and super crowded right now with lots of people having a good time outdoors. Lots of litter. Oh my God. Everybody eating something. Nothing. I didn't see any like fresh fruits and vegetables. Everything was packaged. Okay. That's another issue. Why did we go there? Because last winter, Dawn Riley, you might remember her from podcast episodes. She's has competed in the America's Cup several times, trains Olympic athletes, super world-class athlete, also a sailor and tells me about sailing stuff. So she told me about Grin de Sail. That's, oh, I think I mentioned this last time. So it's this boat that was built specifically as a cargo boat to bring cargo back and forth by sailboat. So they emailed me and said that they were going to be there. So I went out there and they gave me a little bit of wine because that's one of the things they bring from France here. And we spoke and we talked about the growing business of cargo sailboats. Kind of cool. And it was neat to be, you know, I've been out there in, I don't know when it was, February, January, when it was super cold in the Brooklyn Navy Yard, which is not a particularly pleasant place. So we were there on a sailboat looking at lower Manhattan and the, and the harbor. Pretty cool. Then we rode our bikes back across the Brooklyn Bridge this time, up the Hudson River, back home, and we visited. You know, it's, she had her cell phone. So periodically she, would, she was checking her email, checking her text, looking at directions, Once or twice, she would pass the phone like, hey, check out where we are to find like a docking station for city bike. And I would almost look and then look away because I'm trying to avoid using electrical power. The one thing was that when I was riding, I did not hold back from looking at traffic lights and walk, don't walk signs. Although when I walked, I tried to look at just people and avoid looking at the walk, don't walk signs. Because I'm trying not just to avoid power in my home, but just to avoid electricity. Why am I doing this? Because it's not what I'm not doing. It's what I replace it with. What happens instead? When I'm not looking at the traffic lights, I'm looking at the people. I'm connecting more. Anyway, that's a, I'll get to that later. After she left, after we visited for a while, and it was a different type of visit because I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not looking at my computer. I, well, we don't have the power on. So she leaves, uh, and then it's time for me to do my calisthenics. You know, when I do my burpees, 
there's a kind of jumping down where I'm, I'm, I'm in the air completely and then land on my feet and hands at the same time. And if I can't see the ground, I'm a little worried that I'm going to smash my face in. So I dug out an old candle and lit that up. Actually, I take it back. That's not the only thing, the only source of light that I had. There was a lot of light coming in after the sun had already set. So I believe there's no natural light coming in. But my room was pretty light from all the street lights, other people's apartments. It's just really bright here in Manhattan all the time. I mean, at night. There's a lot of light that comes in under my door from the hallway light that's on all the time. And it didn't occur to me how little darkness there was. Again, I'll get to that later. So I fell asleep, woke up to the light. I have no idea when I woke up. There was no alarm to wake me up. All I know is that I kind of was a little groggy. And then I said, when do I start like the 60 second thing that I think I talked about last time? And I heard some pigeon noise outside that made like a landed on my windowsill and with a noise. I thought, there we go. So I 60 seconds made my bed, crossed over to that. Then I started thinking for a while. And it was just a relaxing morning, just not distracted by someone wanting to get my attention. You might know that I'm working on my next book. It's important to reflect. Typing at the computer is one way of getting work done, but reflecting, I I knew this. I haven't really practiced it, but just to sit peacefully, calmly, and reflect, I came up with a lot of ideas that had been rummaging around, but I didn't have the peace of mind, the lack of distraction to sort some things out. I am in the middle of reading a book, The Day the Earth Stopped Shopping, by J.B. McKinnon, who I've talked about a lot because of his book, uh, The Once in Future World, or Once in Future Earth, I keep forgetting which. He's also a podcast guest who's become a friend. And his book now, The Day the Earth Stopped Shopping, is about what happens when we stop living this go-go-go life and relax a bit. His premise for it is stopping shopping. But he talks about a lot of people simplifying their lives and how businesses change when... Read the book. Read the book. It has me thinking about living a simpler life. I already have simplified my life a lot. But it's just noticing the insidiousness of electric power, internet, bringing people who want to get a message to me, to me. And it's hard to get away from it. But once the power's out, it really... Well, let me get to the things that I observed. So in no particular order, I'm going to talk about temptation, time, darkness, light, outdoors, eating, calmness, relaxation, and my values. So temptation. Right away, when the power went off, I started, at first, I felt like, what about email and things like that? And then I realized, no problem. The temptation to go to the computer or the phone started drifting away sooner than I thought. It was a big relief. Every now and then, I'd think, oh, what is that song? I wonder if I could look up the lyrics. Or I'd think of a movie, and i think, oh, I should look that up. And, and i think, I don't need to look it up. That feeling of wanting to look it up is going to go away pretty quickly. And who cares? I don't know all the details about every movie. It was not that important. That allowed my... Here's something that I say to a lot of people, and people always react like, that's really insightful. I got it from my 10-day meditation retreats. If you have an idea of a certain complexity that it takes, say, 10 minutes for that idea to form in your head, well, let's say an urgent thought, something that just passes through your head and you think, oh, I should act on that right away. That usually takes like a second to form. It forms right away. Like you hear a song and you think, who wrote that? Oh, I want to look it up. Or stuff you look up on Wikipedia really quick. That stuff takes a minute, a second to form. What about the longer things about your values, about what's important to you, about your relationships? Those things take longer to develop. If you get interrupted every nine minutes, you will never get a thought in your head that takes 10 minutes to form. We get distracted 
all the time. Take away those distractions and you start thinking about things that take longer to form. And I think I find these thoughts more valuable. So the temptation to look this stuff up, to constantly go to be distracted, to, to have someone else do the thinking for me, to quiet my, not quiet my mind, to cover up my thoughts with reading something, watching something, very relieving. That was temptation, time. I quickly started losing track of what time it was. I have no non-electronic devices to tell me the time. I have the clock tower across the street. I tried to not act on the temptation to look at that clock, although it has a bell that goes off every hour so I could count the chimes. I started doing that even though that's an electric clock and I presume that the gong is electric powered. Hang out with my friend. She had a phone with a clock, but we weren't on a schedule. I don't know how long it took us to ride across the Manhattan Bridge, go through Dumbo, go through the park. We were not in a hurry. It was very pleasant, but it was at least an hour each way. Coming back here again, didn't have anything. I mean, I'd cleared off my schedule. This morning when I woke up, there was the issue of when do I go to the park to meet the other neighbors who pick up garbage together. And we always meet at 1130. If I wake up at 5 a.m., how do I figure out when to go to get there at 1130? But then the clock tower across at the library across the street started ringing and I could count 10 chimes, then an hour later, 11 chimes, and I could go out and meet them. It was another big relief not to pay attention to the clock. Oh, wait, there was another thing. Today is a meditation day. I usually set the alarm to meditate for 20 minutes. I didn't know how to set an alarm for 20 minutes. I didn't know how to stop myself. I didn't know how long I would meditate. And I was thinking, do I just start and let it go? And maybe it'll be a long time, maybe it'll be a short time. I don't know. I ended up deciding I'll just meditate later in the day. So after I put the power back on and I'll have a clock to set it. I got to figure that out because having an alarm feels antithetical to meditating. But I decided I didn't have to solve every problem this time. All right, darkness. Oh, I talked about darkness already. I was just surprised at how little darkness there was. But also, at night, it's hard to function. Lighting the candle helped a bit, but I don't want to light candles all the time. It makes just more sense to go to sleep earlier, especially in the summer, because here in New York, at this time of year, by 5 a.m., it's pretty light out. So I think I was up around 5 a.m. Light. It's interesting to try to see my way around. The lightness in the hallway, mostly lit 24-7 for no reason. I think of other countries, like when I lived in France, they would always have motion sensors or sound sensors to turn lights on and off. Maybe that would not help. I'm not sure. All right, outdoors. My friend and I spent almost the whole day outdoors. It was great. It was free. It was liberating. Not that this is anything new. Then that's this other point. It was less of a big deal than I thought. It's pretty easy to go outside. It's kind of, to me, it felt like when you see a trapeze show, if they do it with or without a net, how much different does it feel to the people doing it? This was kind of like not having a safety net. There's plenty of things to do without power. I could just do them. I'm looking forward to now, after I record this, I'm going to turn on the circuit breaker again. Then I'm going to cook my famous no-packaging vegan stew in the pressure cooker. It's not that much different. I think the fridge being off already, that I didn't have to worry about food in there, made a pretty big difference. Which brings me to eating. Eating was very different. After she left and I had dinner by myself, I'm so used to eating in front of the computer and reading news and reddit and stuff like that eating was very different to eat by myself all i could do was pay attention to the food which was actually quite pleasant i don't know how often i will just eat without reading while i eat i don't have a roommate it's just me here certainly before the pandemic i invite people over a lot more and i hope to get back to that pretty soon i enjoy cooking for people and eating together so eating was different without the power most of my stuff i cook which means using power all right let me get to the last two Calm, relaxed. That's one thing. And then my values was the next. I was much more calm. It didn't take that much time 
for calmness to come over, like not feeling I should go read this, I should go read that, what about this page, what about that page? It's hard to put into words how calming and relaxing it is not to have the temptation to go look stuff up online. I don't think I'm communicating this very well because I knew that this would happen and yet I was pleasantly surprised at how much more effective or how much more I felt calm. Once calm and relaxed, my values start to emerge. When I could think on a time scale longer than a few minutes, longer than 10, 15 minutes, sitting here this morning, especially after reading J.B. McKinnon's book, he would talk about how people used to have days off and this was a day off. I didn't try to fill my time with anything. I thought, should I have a book? Should I go out running? Instead, I just let time pass, let my thoughts meander, think about what came to mind that was important, and my values emerged, thinking about what I want to put in the book. Before, I would think of something, I'd start writing, but now I'm just letting thoughts come and go and letting the ones that are valuable rise and, and bubble up, the ones that aren't so valuable, let them pass. This is really a pleasant experience. It cost me nothing. I'm trying to decide how often I'll do it again. I'm sure I'll do it again. I'm also trying to decide, do I want to go for a longer period? Maybe 48 hours, 72 hours, maybe a week. I also haven't checked my email. Maybe I'll get on and find out that I missed out on a whole bunch of stuff. Maybe I'm living in some sort of bubble all of a sudden and something crazy happens somewhere or my family's going crazy or something like that. As it is right now, things are fine. These are my reflections from about 26 hours with the power off. I'd love to hear your results when you give it a shot.